Welcome to another episode of Different Basketball Podcast hosted by Jordan Mount. Today we have a great conversation with Purdue Boilermaker Jared Wolverine. First, let's get to a word from our sponsors, Dr. Dish. Are you ready to get your jumper right? Are you ready to become the deadly three-point shooter you've been born to be? Are you a coach wanting to improve your team shooting? Look no further than Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish's state-of-the-art technology can help any team become better shooters and better players. Don't miss out on the opportunity as Division One, Two, Three Junior Colleges High schools and pros like Luka Doncic are taking advantage of this opportunity. Go ahead and go to Dr. Dish's website to find more information. And without further ado, let's get to a conversation with Jared. Uh, today on the show, we have Jared Wolbrin, good friend of mine. We kind of got a mix-up from our TBL family. we got Jared here. Jared plays at Purdue. Jared, man, welcome to the show. Appreciate you for having me, man. Took a while. So, it it did take a while. We we've been planning this out since the middle of the summer, but you know we got it, we got it done. Busy, busy people. So you know, me and you both have a, a pretty big Purdue connection. Mostly my family. I wasn't good enough to play there, um, which is okay. I'm kind of hurt by it, but <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, what, what's it like being a boilermaker and and what's 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 the Purdue family meant to you? Uh, I love it. Uh, obviously, uh, I didn't start here. Um, this is. This is my second year here as I'm going into my junior year. Um, started at Division three school, wanted to play a lot out of high school, and then uh, decided that wasn't what I wanted after my first year. And I've absolutely loved every minute of it. Um, I'd never visited Purdue or even I think I'd been to Indiana once in my life before actually committing here. And uh, it's probably the best decision I've made so far in my life. I've, yeah, I, like I said, I've loved every minute of it. It's been great. Do you ever think of me when you go to the practice facility and then you see my, my grandpa's jersey in there? Um, can't say I think of you uh, more about the legend of your grandpa, but uh, yeah, you, maybe a little bit. You will now. You yeah. will now. It's a, it's, a, it's a great practice facility, but the, the cool TBL connection here is uh, my boss, David Magley, so who runs the president of the league. Uh, Painter actually recruited his son, uh, DJ, to go to Purdue um, back in the day. So um, I was actually talking to Painter last week. He was talking about going in. But but let's talk a little bit, Matt Painter. You know, what's what's that relationship been like for you and how fruitful has that been to, to be under under Coach Painter? Yeah, Coach Painter's been great. Um, I think there's a little bit more of a connection there since I'm a coach's kid. And, uh, you know, he always just kind of comes up to me and I think he kind of expects me to know what he's talking about most of the time in relation to and our offense and the team in general, he'll just start talking about certain plays we're running and actions we're doing and where guys need to be, where they should be kind of what they're doing wrong. And, uh, you know, he, he just has so much knowledge of the game. So as I want to be a future coach, so I try and just listen to everything he has to say and soak it all up and, yeah, he's he's probably one of the best basketball minds I've ever been around. Who who do you think's a better basketball mind, your dad or, or Coach Painter? Oh man, uh, you just put me between a rock and a hard place. You don't have to answer if you don't want. I'm yeah, I'm gonna take a pass on that one. <laughs> Great call. 
Um, no, Co- Coach Payne's great. Um, my dad and him played at Purdue at the same time, the same age. Um, he's been a, a, a great mentor in my life. And I barely, I mean, I, we, we know each other, but not, not to the level that you see him every day. You know, I probably talk to him four or five times, maybe a year uh, on the phone. And, um, he's just always been so gracious towards me. Um, my boss, David Magley always talked about the same thing, how, how amazing he was, uh, towards his son, DJ. And he would actually fly down to Brandon, Florida, like once or twice a month to, to recruit DJ. So that just kind of speaks wonders to, to his coaching style and, and who he is as a person. Have you got to spend any time with him outside of practice? Um, a little bit, uh, with the re- recruits we had on campus last year, he'd have us over for, for uh, a couple barbecues and, uh, yeah, just seeing him like kind of at his house in a different aspect, just very laid back guy, just loves watching sports and, uh, very relaxed when he doesn't have to deal with <laughs> basketball and all our sets and everything. You know, at the division one level, obviously you went from D3 to, to D1, you know, what's been the. Uh, biggest adjustment for you? I know you're not, you know, playing as as much as you were at the D three level, but it, even in practice, what's that adjustment been like? Uh, there's definitely a big adjustment. Um, D three ball, you could not really go as hard as uh, every play as you probably should, would at the D one level, and everyone's basketball IQ now is so much higher. Even the guys who barely touch the floor just understand the game at such a high level that. It kind of took me a little bit to get how hard you needed to go every single play, every rep. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely tough as I'm not necessarily as physically gifted as some of the other guys, but it just means I got to go that much harder to keep up with them and kind of hold my own. So it's definitely a challenge, but I, I like the challenge of it. Yeah, I know that a lot of people are probably going to listen to the, the podcast version, but you know, Jared stands at six foot eight. Uh, 215 pounds. A little generous. A little generous. <laughs> no, I think that's. I think I, I've actually never seen you play. Uh, we we played a lot of golf together, and, and from your golf yeah. game, you seem pretty athletic. But, um, you know the. Do you ever do you have any good walk on stories? Any good, uh, you know, maybe maybe you're busting people up in practice stories. I don't know about busting people up in practice. Uh, my, I'm a big uh, hustle player. Love diving on the floor for loose balls, taking charges, and things along that line. Um, I, I think I remember one of my f- first practices there. If you remember no jelly Eastern from last year, six, six can jump out of the gym beyond athletic. And I think I probably gained some respect, uh, from my teammates last year. I stepped in in a transition drill and took a charge on him as he was about to go up and dunk and ended up getting the call and he didn't even make the bucket. And I think like, for me, at least taking that and realizing that it doesn't really matter how big these guys are. And uh, as long as like I'm doing what I'm supposed to, I'm going to be fine. So that was kind of a cool moment for me, kind of like a induction into practice in the D1 basketball was just getting run over by a six, six guy and getting up from it and kind of winning that little battle. So I think definitely gained some respect for my teammates after that one. Let's talk a little bit about, um, one of the greatest mixtapes I've ever seen, high school mixtapes. We, we see a lot of like people send film to TBL. We're going to bring it up, but I'm going to bring up, I'm going to bring up your greatest mixtape, the greatest high school mixtape of all time. Uh, you know, you went to Palo Alto high school. You were the same number as Jeremy Lynn, but let's talk a little bit about the, the charges in that mixtape, the six minute long mixtape and three minutes of them. Are, are you taking charges? 
Um, I wouldn't say it was all charges. I'd say there was a healthy amount of them mixed in there for sure. Um, to be fair, that mixtape got me to Cal Lutheran and it got me to Purdue, so can't complain about it too much. Almost works wonders, some might say. Um, definitely showcased what uh, I'm all about as a player with charges and threes. Uh, get used to the, just get poked fun at a little bit in high school. My friends would call me uh, instead of a three and D player, uh, I was three and C for threes and charges. So definitely, uh, still that still holds true. Do, do your teammates at Purdue call you that too, or no? Uh, no, they haven't quite caught on to that. Uh, I don't shoot a whole lot here, and uh, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I hit one three last year. So I, I think I got to hit multiple to be uh, make it make it a plural. Yeah, that three. I, I've uh, we were on the golf course. Good story. And um, yeah, I, I you definitely remember this. I was asking you. I said, "Hey, man, have you have you ever scored in a college game?" And you said, uh, "Yeah." And two seconds later, you had the video pulled up, and you're ready to show oh, me. Oh yeah, I was... got that thing locked and loaded. <laughs> let's uh, let, let's transition a little bit. Let's talk a little about your dad, which I think is is pretty cool. Like I was telling you this morning, um, I was going over kind of his resume. And your dad's been around a lot of a lot of really great pros, a lot of really great college players. Um, you know, he was at California uh, when Jason Kidd was there his first year. Did you see have he does he ever talk about Jason Kidd and and that experience? Even and even Kevin Johnson, he coached Kevin Johnson yeah. too. I think at the time Kevin was probably a better player, just with Jason being a freshman. Um, yeah, my my dad loved loved his experience at uh, Cal Berkeley. Uh, coached under Lou Campanella. Um, one of his best friends to date, uh, Derek Allister, uh, was kind of took him under his wing there. Um, trying to think who else. Uh, he, he coached Jared Haas and recruited him, who now I'm named after Jared. And Jared's now the head coach of Stanford, where my dad's an assistant under him. So it's it's really cool. He My dad's all about relationships and uh, loyalty, and he's definitely kept a lot of those relationships from uh, UC Berkeley. And uh, even to the point where I've become close with those people that he used to be around. So, yeah, he definitely cherishes that experience and started as a volunteer assistant and be, ended up becoming uh, uh, one of the assistant coaches, which today's world probably wouldn't happen too often. Uh, and then that kind of sprung his, uh, his coaching career from that point on. I kind of that speaks to, on his personality too, taking a you know taking a huge risk like that um, and coming into college and. And, and really, I mean, a volunteer assistant, that's a tough job because, you know, that you know how much time goes into goes into the sport. You know, what's been the kind of the favorite place that you've been to that he's taking you to? Obviously, he's had a lot of different jobs over the years um, and he's done a great job at every place. You know, what's kind of been the best um, spot for you and, and the family? Yeah, he's definitely uh, he coached before I was born and he was at Berkeley and uh, Illinois State. And then uh, I was born in Bloomington, Illinois, where ISU was. And then at that time, he had gotten out of college coaching. So his coaching, when I was born, took me to Virginia Tech, uh, UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham, and then Stanford. So I'd say without question, Stanford's been my favorite place by far. It's where I finished my last two years of high school. And I just had an absolutely great experience. Uh, met some lifelong friends and a lot of memorable uh, basketball experiences there, and I just loved everything about the city. Yeah, your dad actually recruited a guy. His name's uh, William Lee. 
Yeah, ha ha. Yeah, yeah, ha ha. <laughs> so my buddy um, who played Ancilla with me, um, who's kind of similar to you, uh, you know, I think he's a little, a tiny bit more athletic. You take a little bit more charges, uh, but he played. He was a walk on at UAV, and then I'd always see ha ha on us. Huh? I can live with that stat. <laughs> you know, so so I'd always see ha on this thing. And so when I was reading this morning, that was pretty that was pretty cool. Your dad's uh he recruits a lot internationally as well. Yeah. You talk a little yeah. bit about that. Stanford has uh one kid, uh Oscar da Silva from Munich, Germany. My dad went over there I think I want to say two times to recruit him and uh meet with his family and uh they had another kid, uh, Isaac White, who was from uh, Adelaide, Australia. I'm pretty sure my dad was lead on that recruiting as well. Uh, so he's definitely kind of been the one to dip overseas. And I know another one of their assistants has done the same thing. But he's he's been around college basketball for a long time and has a lot of good relationships with people. So I think that's kind of at this point reached overseas. And uh, I know at Stanford they've started to venture uh, a little bit for – those types of players. And even at UAB, he got um, a kid named Thomas Smallwood who played over in France. So he's, he's definitely, uh, he's made an impact both in the U S and overseas. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool to see like a lot of the, a lot of American players are starting to go overseas and a lot of international players are starting to come here and play. Um, even with TBL, like we started to partner with Israel. So there's a in the Israeli partnership where we may take a team over there and they'll play against a couple different teams um, in the, in, in the, Israel cities. So in that, in that regard, I think that's, that's pretty cool. But, um, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit more, a little bit more Purdue. This will be the last kind of section of the show. Did you have, uh, have you had anybody, any alumni come up to you yet? Um, maybe, maybe a Brian Cardinal, someone like that, that have you really kind of looked up to so far or no? Um, I wouldn't say I've had anyone like that uh, as of as of now. Um, I think just kind of being my first year, you you have to really establish yourself here. Um, I know Tommy Luce did that, and I was able to learn from him last year, and he ended up getting a lot of love, like social media wise, and from former or former players here. Um, I don't think I've necessarily done what he had done or what he did to kind of get that recognition yet, but uh, nothing but time left to uh, make that happen. And uh, yeah, I'm, I would, I mean, I can't wait to hear from some of these, some of these types of players. There actually is uh, one, uh, Bobby Riddell. Um, he was a walk on here. Uh, I've, I've ended up playing pickup with him a couple of times with uh, a couple of our grad assistants and he's really been uh, helpful and kind of just give me a little, little bit of tips and tricks here and there and even when we play pickup just showing me the things that uh he he used to do that worked for him so kind of giving me the tools that i need to be successful in my role here last question um you know what's what what's what's next for you so you graduate from purdue what what do you want to do after that? you want to be college coach pro coach yeah high school coach definitely want to coach just been around it my whole life my dad uh, he coached high school and then by the time I hit about middle school, he got back into college ball. And I really can't picture myself doing anything else other than something along the lines of basketball. Um, I have two years. I'm a junior here, so I have this year, next year, and possibly a fifth year that we were granted. Um, so kind of enjoy enjoy these last few years of playing and then hopefully hop into a 
grad assistant role, whether that's here at Purdue or somewhere else, and then uh, work my way up the coaching ladder. Uh, definitely, definitely think that's the path I'll end up going. But there's, uh, there's just got to just got to keep learning from Coach Payne and our, our other coaches here, and just soak everything up. Well, man, you're going to be a great coach one day. But um, you know, let's let's see if you can survive the speed round here. Have you have uh, you seen the speed round yet? I haven't, but I'm I'm ready for it. Listen, uh, you you, you want to be on the pod, and then you don't even know what the speed round is. I'm a little upset. Uh, it's okay. Listen here and there. Got a lot going on. <laughs> I understand. So the speed round is one minute. You got to answer as many questions as possible. The record's sixteen. Okay. Okay. I may come at you with some hard questions. All right. All right. What's your favorite place to eat in Palo Alto? Uh, Palo Alto Sol. Uh, the best food spot on campus at Purdue? Broken Egg. Uh, favorite place your dad has worked? Uh, Stanford. What's your go-to date spot? The Bryant. Favorite gym in the country? Um, gotta go Mackey Arena. What's your favorite place to visit? Uh, Lake Tahoe. Best basketball game you've ever seen? Uh, uh, UAB versus New Mexico back in the Charleston Classic in, I think, 2014. Specific. What's your favorite movie genre? Uh, comedies. Favorite book? Uh, energy Bus. Favorite teammate? Sheesh. Evan Boudreaux. Who's the best dancer on the Purdue basketball team? Isaiah Thompson. Time. That's not bad. You got through 11. That's pretty solid. Take that. Take that. I, I, I've, I've given you some hard questions today, man. hard hitters in there. <laughs> huh, you're going to make me pick my favorite teammate? That's, that's Bugging with the speed cold. round, man. My, that's cold. My teammates now aren't going to be too happy considering Evan's gone. <laughs> we can edit that out. All right, leave it in there. She said all of them. Well, Jared, man, I really I appreciate you coming on the show today. Thanks to all the listeners that came on. Uh, stay tuned for the Purdue basketball season this year. It's going to be a really good one. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate you having me, man. It's always great to talk to you.